0: Starting the day out with a chuckle. A chuckle. Hey, we're about to hit landfall on a new hurricane. Which I can't was, tell you how worried I am about that. Yeah, what's what's this one called? <laughs> hurricanes are interesting.
1: Estevan. Estevan? I don't really know what it's called. I I literally haven't uh, haven't paid any attention to the hurricanes. Mostly because I feel like honestly, if I was in the news business, I would just go get the old articles I wrote. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, re- just and republish them. Republish it's always them. the same. Like, always traffic same. jams, unbelievable. Like they saw a lot of plywood at, at Home Depot during this, and then it's like, and then it's like, yeah, there's flooding in parts of it. And, oh, look at this car driving down the street. It's water up to. Well, there's a, an
0: interesting twist now. You can have like you know you can have like how much more plywood costs today than on the last hurricane.
1: Mm. So the Plywood's poor, expensive. the poor are being, being hurt the worst yeah. by the hurricane. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Hurricane Except the coming. rich, I live on the on the on the coast. So, <laughs> how about the rich that live in like? Isn't Key West like a, a richy place?
1: Uh, it's interesting, sort of. You know how beach towns are, quote unquote, rich, right? But they're also beach towns. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Where are like, we're like, they're rich now, but when they were founded, they were maybe founded by dreamers. Oh and yeah, Huntington
0: Beach is like that.
1: And so there's all these little houses. So so is is Key West rich? Yeah, kinda. But it's mostly kind of like, you know, these little beach huts that are now expensive beach huts that have been redone with fancy stuff, but are still little. And you know what I mean? That kind My of wife's
0: that. grandma used to live in Santa Monica and like they had a little house down there. And, oh, like, yeah. So Santa it was Monica. like a normal middle class neighborhood. Now, oh, exactly. It's, <laughs> I'm like, man, they should have kept that. Exactly. Thing.
1: So no, don't get me wrong. There's like these fancy mansions in Key West, too. But it's sort of the Huntington Beach Santa Monica model where it used to just kind of be like a small. Have you been down there? Key West? Yeah. Yeah, it's great.
0: It's it. kind of creepy going out on that freeway like in the middle of nowhere. It's
1: it's it's a trip, man. That's what I like about it. Just driving like this
0: two-lane road over the ocean. it's really cool forever? Forever.
1: It's, it's a, a long really, way it's out. It's really cool.
0: Yeah, I like it. How they get that w- bridge approved? When did you approved? get there? I don't remember. I think it was in the 90s. Oh, I travel right. a lot in the 90s. All in a right. in a car. In an old Ford or no, it was a Chevy Aerostar.
1: <laughs> you all remember right.
0: those. They show up around here all the time with gardeners. It's a, it's,
1: it's a, I don't know if it's true of all the Keys, but Key West in particular, when I was there, which has now been 10 years, so maybe it's different, I don't know, was a super, super gay town. Really? Yeah.
0: Huh.
1: Super gay. Like every, every yard had like a little flag sign on it. And, um,
0: and, uh. My neighborhood in New York went gay. And,
1: and accordingly, or at least according to popular culture, like, accordingly, like, uh, all the aesthetics of the town were kind of cute. You know what I mean? It's like everything was a yeah. little, bit, little bit cute.
0: So when I lived in New York City, I lived in a place called Hell's Kitchen. And then at some point, I don't know, the gays all moved in. And now it's freaking amazing. Really? When I was <laughs> a kid, you couldn't go anywhere. Like crack dealers everywhere and <laughs> right. crack addicts. My mom was pouring water on people yeah, on know, our stew. you stoop. You've told that story before. Yeah, that's... Now that's it's a- like... And the park across the street, you never went into. And so the last time I was there... So where, would you say that they've... Remodeled health kitchen. <laughs> they've remodeled <laughs> And it's kitchen. fabulous. Yeah, yeah. It's health kitchen now. <laughs> uh, huh. It's it's really nice. I mean, neighborhood's nice. The people are nice. Like, they've done a good job. All right. So, good job, gays. What's funny is, like, we say they've done a good
1: job as if it's, as if there's like an organized community, but there kind of is. It's really weird. It's like, no, uh, there's a community around that. All the people I've known that have come out, like, when they, when they enter the gay community, it's
0: borderline organized. Like, like,
1: they're, it's a network. It's yeah, like, it, it's, it's really fascinating.
0: It is a network. I that kind of makes you. sense. It makes sense that any group of people, I, you know, somebody was telling me last night. It's like he thinks that God like created us with an uh, innate um, desire to be around other people. Like we need a community of some sort, and sometimes that community is a church. Sometimes that community is a club or See, a team. I, I've heard an evolutionary take on this, and while I don't believe the the
1: scientists, they you know I, they just like attribute everything to evolution this one like is, <clears throat> it has stuck with me it's similar and it is this it was i was actually in a uh, public speaking class when they when they gave it to me which was um which was like why is it terrifying to be a public to speak in public and and they theorized evolutionarily um, that like we are um, we're tribal like we're we're pack hunters like right people don't go out like as individuals they go out as a pack to to fell a giant elephant or whatever right like that's what they do right okay so the theory of the evolutionary theory of this public speaking is everybody's listening in a pack and you're apart from the pack looking in so you're oh. you you feel panic because you're not in the pack.
0: Man, sometimes they stretch so hard to make stuff Dude, bad. I know.
1: I know. But think about that one. That one's really interesting because why else are we scared to talk in public?
0: I'm not. Yeah, but but you used to be. No. When you were a kid. Nope. Yeah. So I can't you, remember a time. I, I, but I, you know I, that you're different, right? You know that most people. <laughs> yeah. So I'm wondering, like, <laughs> do I not belong in a pack? I'm like the crazy wanderer. Like, I'm that guy with the bones that, uh, you know, by wander the way, around. And by, the way, by the way,
1: I mean, you know how much I love talking in public. I mean, I, yeah. I, I do, too. But that doesn't mean you aren't up because you're talking to public. Why? Why isn't it the same? Let Let's start there. If you're not scared, it' fine. But why aren't you the same person when you're about to talk? You like, you know, you breathe a little bit, and your heart elevates oh, a yeah, little no, bit. yeah, no,
0: it gives me it jazzes me up, right? I so love why it. why isn't it the same? Why is it just like water or air? Why is it different to speak in public? Oh, because it's like ah. Uh... Well, but it's not evolutionary to me. It's like, I, course, I don't know. I'm, just, I'm
1: not sure how far I want to go. Anyway. Yeah,
0: this is weird because, I don't know, it just pumps me up. I like it. I like doing this well, kind of— Okay, fine. But uh, what's the what's difference with, you let's know— Let's take
1: the politics out of it. Let's say God created us to be pack hunters. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Isn't that weird? Like, why is it weird to be separate from the ten people and turn around and talk to them? You know what I mean? I, 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 yeah. That's fascinating. I don't know.
0: It is a weird concept for sure. But it makes me think like I'm just constantly uh, satelliting around groups. I'm not actually part of a group. I'm just kind of a satellite. I'm like, oh, look at the moon. There it is. So I have excellent news for Rachel and for my kids. Oh, have you told them?
1: Uh, I I I think they know.
0: Are we? You're (laughs) unveiling?
1: No. uh, The excellent news is. I would be a lousy adulterer. <laughs> 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 so I guess we're not unveiling anything. We're not. That's unveiling salacious, anything. though. No. <laughs> no. So uh, there, there's been hints on this uh, on the pod and, and, and in our conversation with William that I've been being courted by another employer, and uh, and that and that did not come to fruition. So I, I am no longer being courted by another employer. But man, Does I get find s- someone cuter. I get so stressed out. I get so stressed out when I'm when I am doing my job every day and and then knowing that someone over here is talking to me about another job, it stresses me out like crazy. I don't know why it
0: is. Because <laughs> you would be a terrible philanderer.
1: I'd be so I, so this idea that people have like multiple families around in different towns across America, holy crap. I can't even imagine <laughs> how bad I would be at that. For starters, I have four kids at my own house. And when I call out one of my kids' names, there's only a twenty five percent chance I'm going to get it right. Like I never call. Oh them. yeah, I know. Uh, and
0: it's a, and it's so can no, you imagine? It's a random household Two of kids. Yeah, know. I don't get. It. But first of all, there is like, I don't see any upside to it. What's the upside to having two families? I, I don't know. I don't know. Just I don't know. I see no upside to it. I mean, uh, uh, sexually, maybe. I mean, like but even that's, that's, that's not the that interesting.
1: That's the implication, but the truth is, if it was just about that, there wouldn't be families. There would just be prostitution, right? Like the truth is that, like people, uh, that some people are different than me, man. Like I can't even imagine it. I can't so, even imagine. That it.
0: sounds so terrible. Just <laughs> it just sounds terrible. <laughs> yeah. I have a hard enough time. So being the devil a good dad. I know
1: is th- will be the devil, devil who governs for a while. Yeah, as I as I remain at my current job.
0: Your oh your current job. Yeah. As as it pertains. Yeah, as a pretty Did no, they just Rachel's stop not, calling Rachel's or not devil? Oh no no. No You just stopped it.
1: No, no, no. No. Uh, we, we had a last call. Hey, we've decided to go another direction. Uh thanks for so much, blah, blah, blah.
0: Is that like a relief? Um it it is a relief. Yeah. It is a relief. But then there's a the other part in your brain that's saying <laughs> did you, did <laughs> good luck. Said, why did you decide to go another direction? No, <laughs> good luck. You choose someone else. Yeah. yeah. Well, wait, Bad and so it's
1: Yeah. You do. It's, it's like there's all these weird stages of, of this whole thing. Cause, 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 as I indicated to you in offline conversations, like there were some significant problems with this opportunity. You know what I mean? Right. But then there were a bunch of significant upsides. And so, that were bigger than the problem. So it's like, oh, uh, okay. So, It's kind of a relief that I don't have to take on the the problems. You know what I mean? So there's this relief element. And then there's the then there's the like the why not element, right? Like like, like, who exactly is it better than me? I I wanna see I wanna see that face of that person. I need to know. Well, but then so then the recruiter told me a story. So again this this isn't me trying to fill in the blanks. This is them trying to fill in the blanks, which is that they've decided to pause in the position. They're not gonna fill it. Um, Well,
0: that makes sense. If they can't have you, then why would they put anyone? Why would there? they put anyone? Yeah, it makes sense this, to me. this is
1: the kind of machinations that exactly. someone who's interviewing ghosts are like, well, I mean, that's true. I mean, I'm, I'm super qualified. If they didn't choose me, <laughs> uh, good luck finding somebody. <laughs> <laughs> I literally think that, my it's world. It's really fun. No, but you have to. Those are the kind of things you do to survive. So yeah. I'm okay with that. But that's not, I'm not trying to circle around that. But I am trying to circle around the fact that, like, I have so much more energy. Like, I, like, I woke up this morning. I'm just like, what? Bounding out of bed, and I'm like, last night I worked late on the kitchen. Like, it drains my energy so much to have divided loyalties. Ooh, just drains. House it divided. Yeah, oh. just drains my.
0: Ooh. Anyway, so feeling feeling good. Feeling good spry. You. I'm a, I'm you know, I'm digging these glasses too. I know you keep taking them off, but. Uh, at some point, I just never take my glasses off anymore. Well, But I dig these glasses. That doesn't work for me. So, I, so, yeah, I have reading glasses. So, like, oh. I c- it's
1: important for me to see. Oh, so you can't see me right now. I can see, like, three feet fine and six feet vaguely blurry. But beyond you, like, the light switch is super blurry. That's why I take them off all the
0: time. Oh, okay. So yeah. I have a question for you. So my yeah. wife, um, yesterday, she's she. <laughs> I call her up during the day and she's like someone's after me and i'm like what so at one point she had gone into the garage (laughs) and she had was trying to get something out of her toolbox yeah and i don't know if you know but the shop right that shop in uh, in our garage that's all her tools that's awesome you have like an amazing my tools are evicted oh you're you're they're not allowed in there oh because she doesn't want you putting in her space no she doesn't want there's no commingling no, no co-mingling okay. of the tools. I mean, fine. My sure. tools are mine. And then, like, I'll have a tool that, you know, maybe I don't use very often, but she needs it, right? And she doesn't co-opt my tools. She'll just go buy a new one. See, sometimes as um,
1: as, <laughs> as a as a man, I will choose something to be a deliberate and obvious jerk about. Just to send a message. <laughs> I do not see how this could possibly work for me otherwise. And one of the one of the messages I that I one of the times I do this, the, I might lose some listeners on this one. <laughs> but um, I got this from a boss actually that I used to work for, which was when uh, when he would. Uh, when he was he would doing work around the office, he'd grab somebody's pen inadvertently, and they'd start to walk away. They're like, "Oh, hey, that's my pen." And he'd turn around and he goes, "They're all my pens." <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> I, need, I need to walk away. <laughs> and That was a jerk thing to say, right? So how does this translate? So like so, like, so this thing, this idea that
0: <laughs> all this is pens. not
1: your garage. So like like I, I, that's actually a thing I say around the house. Like whenever like someone's like, "That's not yours," I'm like, "This is all mine." <laughs> you know what, but there's a certain
0: amount of wills And I could just love to see you say that to Max And watch how Max just ignores oh, it Oh no, no, Max knows better He doesn't even feel like he has to argue Because he knows it's all his
1: Because <laughs> <laughs> I know he's co-opted your garage Oh, he
0: has taken the garage <laughs> Anyway, so my wife walks into the garage To get one of her tools yeah. To do one of her projects And as she walks in there She feels something sticky on her leg And she looks down and it's a it's a web Right. And she's like, oh, well, that's not good. And as she looks down, she realizes it's a black widow web. And the black widow is like right on her leg. Oh, so she and then so that happened. And then she's like, and then as I'm walking out of the garage, one of the, the clamps fell down and almost hit me. Right. So her response to me is someone's out to get me today. Oh no, yes, so someone
1: how, who controls the spiders and the clamps. Right. Uh, but
0: the problem <laughs> who could was it be? I, the, in my <laughs> mind I'm like, dude, you are so lucky today. Like you didn't get bit. <laughs> <laughs> the thing didn't fall on your head. i mean, she completely g- you know looks at this uh, from the perspective of someone's out to get me and I like I, li- I immediately like, how lucky are you today? How lucky like, are you today? <laughs> get a lottery Look at ticket. You! You know, so
1: I lived my many years in this earth, uh, being told by my parents, um, "Like, hey, look out for black widows. They're big, and they have a giant red diamond on their tummies, right?" Am right. I like, cool? And also, they, you know, they're poisonous and they can kill you, right? I'm like, okay. I don't so, really. So, uh, so I spent my whole life like going black widows. terrified. I know the whole thing, terrified. They're pretty anyway, nasty. In my spider. current house, they're all over the place. Yeah, it's that time of year. Is it time of year? Yeah. Okay. Well, I've seen four Black Widows in the last few months. Like, There's enough of them that I'm like, maybe I need to call somebody about the Black Widow situation. You know what I mean? I got a guy for you. Okay. (laughs) You got a Black Widow guy. That's great. (laughs) He's a pest guy. That actually leads to my... First of all, I acknowledge your optimism. I have, I have, by Thank the you. way, I have, I have a
0: story about <laughs> Black Widows biting people. So, <laughs> like, you know when your kids, like, you know when your kids are like, uh, they keep getting up at night, and you're like, go to bed, go to bed. And at some point, you're just screaming at them, like, get in bed, stay yeah. in bed. Like, it's when they're little, right? So my, mom, <laughs> I was visiting my mom's house, and my, my littlest brother at the time, was in that age, right? Where he just kept getting out of bed. Kept, oh, uh, you know. is
1: this a sad story? <laughs>
0: when I hear little as brother and it's a Black Widow story, like, I'm super <laughs> nervous. <laughs> so my mom's, like, screaming at him, get in bed, like, stay in bed. You have school in the morning. You keep getting up. It's been hours, Blah. So he goes, Mom, I think something bit me. And my mom's like, stop it. Go to bed. <laughs> and uh, then he goes, no, really, it's kind of like, Going up my arm And like what <laughs> Going up bed Right And so he goes Mom I feel it in my shoulder Great now Great moments in parenting <laughs> And she's like Stop it And then he's like I feel it going through my chest mom And he's like Andrew If you don't go to bed You are going to be grounded Right Something like that Right So finally he goes to bed The next morning My mom's like making his bed <laughs> Found a black widow <laughs> He'd gotten bit <laughs> and it traveled up. up his arm. I mean, you can't die for a black. through widow. his. Well, you can. Not really. No. Well, if you get a bunch of them and you're a baby, right? That's yeah. If you're it. real small, but and it, uh, black widows aren't like pack animals. <laughs> they don't have. They don't have. They can speak in public alone, and they're fine. And they're fine. Yeah, they're fine. All right. They're, they're not. They're not hunting in packs. There's just one of them. Ooh. And when it and, and that's what it does. It goes up. But brown recluse. You ever seen those ones bite?s I've heard about. Them. Ooh, they're gross. Yeah, so they just like I don't know. So I'm afraid of spiders,
1: by the way. From oh, here since we go. Since I was a kid, yeah. So like I go to like the Harry Potter uh, movie and the, there's a giant spider. I'm like I'm out. Like I, yeah. I, I, I'm like la la la. Like I'm a grown man who plugs his ears and says la la la. Which uh, uh, so yeah. this is
0: why you're sweating right now and you're worried about. Yeah,
1: I'm like I'm like don't tell me stories about babies getting <laughs> that's actually that's die. actually a twice terrifying story because. First of all, spiders. Okay. Right. Second of all, the number of times that I've told my kids, if you say one more thing, <laughs> one more thing, You'll I will never. come in there. <laughs> Last night, Jonah had an epic uh, attempt to stay up right. as he was being put to bed. He goes, Mom, yeah. Um, tell me about the state of. Montana, <laughs> and she's like, Nope, good night. <laughs> like, that was the ultimate, like, swinging for the fences. You're know, like, Maybe mom's got something to say about Montana. State
0: of Montana, flat and mountains. Good night, <laughs> flat big mountains.
1: sky. Yeah, cold, it's so cold. Yeah, so uh, spiders leads me to another topic. Oh. The second law of thermodynamics. Do you know the second law of thermodynamics?
0: No, sir, sir, I do not. It is the law of increasing disorder or entropy. Do you know what those things mean? Um, Increasing disorder, I think I can figure out. Entropy sounds like a word that you're going to have to teach me.
1: Okay, entropy is the degree of disorder. So, okay, so I have an easy way to illustrate the law of increasing disorder. Right. (coughs) And I have two personal examples. The easy way, this is the one that I just love. It is that, like, like, over time... Systems get less organized. That is the law of increasing disorder.
0: Uh, Over time, things break. Oh well, I'm just looking at society right now. So, so,
1: (laughs) so, yeah. So, imagine a jar of marble. A jar. Right. And you pour in a bunch of black marbles. Okay. So you have half a jar of black marbles. Right. And then you pour in a bunch of white marbles. Then you have a jar with white on top, black on the bottom. right? Right. Then you put a lid on the jar and shake the jar. Right. What? What happens? Eventually, the jar is going to break, right? They all get mixed up. Right. And how long can you shake the jar before they'll separate back into black on bottom and white on top? Oh,
0: okay. I got, I got you. That seems like a long time.
1: That's the law of increasing disorder. The answer is never. Right. Because things, things in the universe get crazier over time. Okay. So an example that I, that I always remember uh, for the law of increasing disorder is uh, we have talked a lot about this house that I lived in in, in, in Immigration Canyon in Salt Lake City that had the switchback driveway, right? Right, right. What Well, what you may not know— And the know, retractable roof. And the retractable roof. What you may not know is that when we moved into that house, I didn't know that the driveway existed. What? Because <laughs> it had been vacant for two years, and, and uh, surrounding the driveway were scrub oaks. And the scrub oak leaves covered the driveway, and then the scrub oaks was a special straight straight stalk shrug, scrub oak that, like, they all bent over the driveway. So when I looked, I saw, I saw, like, kind of a vague path. But I didn't know it was a I literally didn't know it was a driveway.
0: I'm still stuck on it. It was vacant for two years? Yeah. What year was this when you bought it?
1: <sighs> when was that? Two thousand and three? Did you like make money on it?
0: Yeah. all oh, good. <laughs> yeah, I did. Oh, hey, so, I sold three. in two thousand and eight. <laughs> oh, right at the peak. Right.
1: Well, I missed the peak by six months, probably. Probably cost me a hundred grand. Well, still though that Did great.
0: Goes up and then comes. Did great in the house. Good.
1: But I didn't know the driveway existed. And we were there and I'm like, I'm gonna go check out this vague path. And I'm walking, I'm like, this is a better path than I thought. And then I like brush aside the leaves. I'm like, Whoa. is this? Is that asphalt? And then I kept brushing. And I'm like, Rachel, <laughs> there's a
0: driveway.
1: Because <laughs> it was weird because the house had a two-car garage. Right. Um, but the two-car garage visibly had never been used. Okay? And so I just assumed that they were going to put a driveway in someday and never did. I didn't know that, in fact, there was a driveway there and they just
0: never used it. I it, need to see this. I'm going to go up. Next pretty, time in Utah, I'm going up. To it's look a lot of fun. House. It's a lot of fun. Okay.
1: Getting to my point. The law of increasing disorder will not be revoked. And what I'm struck by is, as a homeowner of a recent, much more recent home than that home, right? So, like, my home's like 20 years old now, right? Maybe 25 years old, something like that. Everything wants to break, dude. Yeah. Everything wants to break. Yep. Especially when you're working on it. Well, that thankfully that's that's actually going fine, mercifully. Uh, but no, I'm just talking about that, 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 and that's actually my point. I'm working on it. I want to spend all my energy. Finishing the new kitchen, right? Right. But but because of the hard water in our house, suddenly not one but all three of our toilets are starting to do weird things. What? Yeah. So my toilet is doing this weird whisper leak,
0: like. Tss, yeah. Tss, tss.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> the toilet downstairs is doing that thing where oh, every every half an hour it has to refill, right. like ten percent. <laughs> turns on. Yeah. And then the boys. Um, handle is because it's hard water, like the handle got crusty enough right. that when they flush down, it sticks down. So it's, it'll just yeah. stay open. So you'll be you sitting know. there and you're like, where is water running? Why is go Go fix the don't jiggle my handle on the toilet. Point of my story is not that a toilet broke, it's that all three of them broke on the same month. Okay. And dude, I've replaced the guts of these toilets, all three of them. Like, I've only been in this house three or four years, right? And I've replaced them all, like, twice. And I'm like, why, though? Like, show me where the parts are for the toilet that doesn't just break after two years. It's driving me crazy. Well, like, they always
0: call it, like, the hard water or It whatever. is hard water, though, dude. Like, we have super hard water. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't. Do you, you don't like soft
1: it? water? No, I hate soft water. I do, too. It's slimy. Yeah. yeah but, but I know it's hard water just because, like... When we clean our kitchen sh- or when we clean our bathroom shower it's always just like this super white.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like we have uh when we we redid one of our Stalag bathrooms and it's like I'm really careful with that bathroom cuz I'm so proud of what we did. It was yeah, yeah. Uh, like it's, it's like a <laughs> spa in there. It's so, <laughs> yeah. nice. Super so nice. And so we like do the squeegee on the windows <laughs> yeah. and stuff like that to keep keep the hot, hot water spots or those water spots off it. Well the handle the it drips from the, you know, as as the water kind of like drains oh, yeah. out of the pipe, yeah, yeah. it drips onto the handle. And so that doesn't get dried all the time. <laughs> yeah. And so there's these just ever so slight lines where the water kind of like pools on yeah. top of the handle. Oh, yep. it drives me bonkers. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. So I'm always trying to like scrub it off. I've gotten all these different like chemicals to do stuff to it. It doesn't really work. but Another hard water related thing that's happened just recently. Like I wake up in the morning and I hear this.
1: And I'm like, man, what is that? Like it sounds like, <laughs> sounds like the Max. neighbors are drilling for water, right? right? Like 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 it's like two doors down and there's like a big machine going. And it's it's just loud inside the house. And then I'm like, I wander around, I'm like, what so finally I'm like, I'm gonna go see what this neighbor's up to. I go out there, there's no neighbor doing anything, and I can't hear anything outside the house.
0: It's in the house?
1: So then I go back to the house and I can hear it, and I'm like, What? And then I, so that I wander around until I isolate the sound <laughs> outside the house. So I have those automatic sprinklers, right? They right. go on every, two, every other day. Right. One of the automated sprinklers, presumably because of hard water and 25 years, when it opens, the water goes through and rumbles the sprinkler, and, oh. and the sprinkler is touching the foundation of the house. Oh, so the house makes a noise. <laughs> what a trip! But you can't even hear it outside. You can't like. I had to get really close, and I got right next to it. And I can kind of hear it, and I'm like, "But this is the noise."
0: <laughs> Speaking of your sprinklers, did you ever? Um I what did. You, I you did that. The, I got the, the orbit, the Beehive orbit, beehive. yeah. I did. <laughs> Is yeah. it not awesome? It's pretty great. I, I mean, here's why it's awesome. I haven't thought about it since.
1: Like, no. if power goes out, don't care. Go yeah. back on, everything works. Yeah,
0: I'm. Lo- I love it. That's I love it. R- it's really great. Yeah. No, I'm a big fan. That was one of our very first episodes when we were talking about like trying yeah, to figure way out. way back. Because it was why in the world are sprinklers not very well, well autom- automated? Automated. Automated. Yeah. Anyway, oh, sorry. What are the other uh, interesting things you want to talk about? You well, I'm just saying like, I have a thing I'm trying to do, and
1: it's the kitchen. And while I'm trying to do it, I'm getting rolled over by black widow spiders. Yeah, they're and, coming. <laughs> and, they're coming. And, and the house rumbles every other morning when the sprinklers go on. <laughs> and it, I can barely hear the rumble over the sound of the weird toilet noises that I'm like, you're like, why well, won't just stop? Just
0: stop. I just, like, I got we a thing a, to do here. We have a window guy coming to our house today, not oh. to clean them, but because, you know, the they have those... They're like springs inside of it. I literally have two windows that are janky that way. Dude, and I have no idea. I've looked up ways to fix them and stuff like that. Yeah. And I I kind of follow the directions of what they do, but then it breaks like two minutes later. That's exactly my experience. So anyway, now I've called a professional because one of the other problems is my wife was trying to get the dog to stop barking and was banging on the window and the window broke. Oh no. So and it's a double pane. So it's just the internal pane, and with like the <laughs> curtain covers it. So you don't really see it. <laughs> and finally my wife's like, I can't do this anymore. You gotta get this fixed. So they're showing up today and I've got like five windows that they're supposed to try to fix. So fingers crossed that it doesn't fix for a day. It just keeps fixing. But yeah, those those vinyl windows, nah, it's kinda weird. Is it vinyl? Are yours aluminum or vinyl? Uh, mine are aluminum, and they and that and that spring stuff is all janky. It just doesn't work. Yeah, is it just? I over also time. found that like thermodynamics, second law. Yeah, of second remote. law
1: of thermodynamics. Then things fall apart. Yeah.
0: Oh well. What do you do now?
1: I don't know. I don't know. Hopefully they like can help. Max never opens his window. That's what we do up there because like I'll get to it when I get. There. He's like, "Why don't you fix it?" I'm like, "Oh, it's like four hundred dollars probably, right?" And and it,
0: and when I do it, it's like four hundred dollars, really. I don't know. Probably. Don't you think? I hope not. I was—I was I mean, they're gonna definitely wrote... thinking it was cheaper than that. That's why the guy's there. now you're nervous. <laughs> Frantically texts his wife. Yeah, 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 if it's more than five windows, don't do it. Don't do it. Oh my gosh! If it's four, no, it's—I I looked it up. The parts aren't that expensive. I mean, I did it when well, we better, first. I mean, moved, works. When, when have... we first
1: moved in the house, i was trying to make you them. nervous. What I'm trying to say is, oh, Max is
0: always like, "One or why?" I, I never prioritize this stuff. I'm like. Because I'm doing a kitchen. Like, I got my own stuff. Like, I'm, <laughs> you know what I mean? There's, have you ever gotten to this or like, I, there's things that I like to fix some stuff and I don't like to fix other things. Do you know yes. that? Yes. And like, I hate, I know how to, but I hate fixing sprinklers. I just hate it. Yeah. I don't like digging up the pipe. I don't like splicing the pipe. I don't like, you know, I, somehow I always do it wrong. There's always freaking dirt in the pipe. I mean, I just am not good at it. So I hate doing, I really dislike it. So I'd rather, I also hate painting a lot. So, you know, what's funny is I, I like painting except the part
1: that matters. So, like, I don't mind doing giant big chunks of wall. But when I got to start doing the edging and I have to mask everything and then I have to put the put the stuff yeah. down on the no, ground.
0: You're, you're, but the problem is I know that the whole job is that. Right. So like <laughs> that's the whole job. It yeah, really is. I mean, the easy parts that that middle section with the roller parts where you're freaking. I
1: guess that's a dumb way of saying I also hate painting. Yeah, <laughs> I, I definitely not, hate painting. Like
0: Paying people. someone to paint the outside of our house was great. It is nice. It, it is really nice great. to be able to get some stuff off your plate and say. We had to. Uh, I told you we got like slapped on the wrist from the HOA. Yeah,
1: how'd that go? Did it work out? Did you get? Did it get looks your, great. Did you get a garage door and trim. Yeah, painted? yeah, we
0: get it. We got. We got slapped. In <laughs> the
1: neighborhood is it's just calmed down. They're like, finally, we're well, just so grateful.
0: It turns out all my <laughs> other neighbors got the same notice. Oh, really? So they must have been just going through. In so the, they were just on a roll. Well, and it's like we're our our houses are old, like yours in the 20s right so if you don't paint those things they do fade so i get it i just i'm actually kind of glad it was more than one person that got it that makes you feel better right makes you feel like yeah. it wasn't just you i did go after him though. all
1: right know. i have some uh i have some recommendations and i gotta be honest uh both of these recommendations are gonna surprise me
0: <laughs> <laughs> when you say them out loud <coughs> no one of them when i say
1: out loud i don't know if i'm going to live it down honestly uh-oh she hulk <laughs> really <laughs> yeah cuz i'm going to give you my pitch for she hulk it looks terrible i'm going to give you my pitch for she hulk okay <laughs> she doesn't even look buff I'm, gonna okay. like <laughs> I'm going to give you my pitch for She Hulk. It looks like they spray painted her green. I'm going to give you my pitch for She Hulk, which I avoided for a month. Or, Is yeah. this because you've been so embarrassed? Be- because it's dumb. No, 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 no. no. I've avoided <laughs> watching it. I've avoided watching it for uh, a month. Okay. Okay. So, my son, okay, my son knows I have a couple of hot takes about Disney Plus and about the shows they've been putting on Disney Plus. So, my hot takes are as follows one, like, why did they take really easy layups and and turn them into woke nonsense that I can't enjoy? Okay. Falcon Winter Soldier. That, that was terrible. That teed up to be a super good buddy comedy. And like episode two, they got the buddy comedy energy going. And then, the, the, then they, <laughs> they turned it into a think piece about race in America and 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 made you try and sympathize with the anarchist villains. Like it was super weird, right? It was they, really weird. They ruined it, right? Boom. Fail. And then uh and then, <laughs> Is there even a second season coming for that one? And then they did the same thing with the Book of Boba Fett. The Book of Boba Fett, the Star Wars one. We're like, okay, he's a villain, a warlord who becomes this mayor of this town. That could be interesting. But then they made him into this uh, like heroic villain with a heart of gold who cared about the bad guys who tried to murder like Luke Skywalker. Those guys are... <laughs> Those guys, whatever their names are, <laughs> okay, <laughs> and then it was just complete like it didn't make any sense. Same thing, and it was for all woke, woke reasons, right? Like, what if you thought about it differently? You know what I mean? Like, fine, I don't care. So then uh, She-Hulk comes out, and uh, all of the um, all the conservative press, assuming that <clears throat> because of the past that this is all gonna be woke nonsense, they immediately panned She-Hulk because they're like, it's wall woke, uh, soft soft core feminism, this and that trope. And it's true that she has a couple of feminist speeches, and she has the traditional Ally McBeal style feminist: "Why aren't guys nicer on dates? Like stuff going on." Okay, so it's true that that is that's in there. However, my son, knowing that I hated it, was trying to try not to lose credibility with me. So he's like, "You might want to give this show a try," and he's like, it, it, "You really might want to give it a look." So finally, I'm totally run out of content on Netflix. It's just horrible. It's a wasteland. I'm like. Let's do it. My son recommends things. He's usually pretty good at stuff. Let's find out. I watched an episode of S.H.I.E.L.D., and it has a really delightful, I like, they found a way to make this crazy nonsense idea that I still am embarrassed about palatable, which is <clears throat> they get their, their lead woman is a great actress. I'm so in shock right and now. She's I have no, I and she's funny. And she's funny. I can't even. And she does cutaways. She breaks the fourth wall to the viewer, like Ferris Bueller style. So, like, she's in the middle of the stuff, and then she'll turn to you, and she's like, I know, I mean, this is a little weird, but just think about how funny it'll be on Twitter tomorrow. And then she'll go back to the show. And that thing, coupled with the fact that she's kind of lovable, um, it answers the other complaint that I've had about Disney
0: Plus and Netflix forever. Wait, is it really called She-Hulk Attorney at Law? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, it answers the other concern. I am...
1: I am- let me I'm, finish. Okay, I'll finish my pitch. I'll go, I'll go fast. I'll watch one. <coughs> Let me finish my pitch. I'll go fast. For you. The reason I feel like I have to pimp this show is my other complaint, and it's mostly primarily centered on Netflix, is that everyone's trying to be HBO, and they're trying to do prestige television where every show is a dark, brooding, seedy tale of the underbelly of the American dream, right? This is not that. This is just an easy-to-watch, like fun, light, fair, silly show. And so I'm like, well, I have to admit that I have been asking for an easy-to-watch, light, fair, silly show. And this is that. So there it is. I'm 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 three or f- I'm four episodes in. Now, it's funny. It's not exactly a kid. This doesn't sound crazy. It's like it is really an Ally McBeal show. It's not really for kids in the sense that, you know, she dates and it's kind of modern sensibilities of dates. Like, you know, she's waking up and making breakfast for people and stuff like that. So it's not really like four kids which is also insane but um but it's but it's definitely pg and um it's just kind of silly and and and, and the me ma- and the lead character is lovable.
0: All right I'll try it. I have tried and are that, that, that your that everyone? was gonna be my second one. And or is that what it is? And or and or what? And or flip flop. Yeah. <laughs> Logic. I kinda don't get it yet <coughs> Yeah, it it hasn't developed like so last night we were watching the latest episode. Yeah. And I only got halfway through it because my son, who I'm watching it with, hadn't finished. his Episode
1: three or episode four? Episode three. Is it four's not out
0: yet? It's not. So, dude, episode
1: three ends strong.
0: So is that the one (laughs) that brings meaning to it? Because it started to develop. It
1: doesn't actually bring meaning to it. But it uh, maybe it does, maybe it does. Episode three is strong.
0: We'll have to talk about it offline, c- offline, so you can help explain it to me because I kind of don't get it. I don't understand the time period. I understand it's like Star Wars time period. I don't really get the corporation as it relates to other things. I don't really get why he. I kind of we figured out, started to figure out why he is where he is. I don't understand it. I don't. Episode three gives 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 context gives mm, purpose to what's going on. Okay, so, and I actually don't really fully understand. I think I understand what his, like, kind of mission is, but I don't understand, like, I guess they haven't developed him enough. And I don't know if, if this is just that. That's one of my complaints about Disney Plus. All okay. of this, uh, all especially these <clears throat> the Star Wars or, or Marvel spinoffs, right? I think, by the way, Netflix did Marvel better. I liked the ones they did. Disagree. Really? I haven't seen them do. Like Disney, uh, first anyway. first two seasons of Daredevil were great. First
1: season of what's the black guy one?
0: Oh, uh, I forgot, but I did like him. First too.
1: season of that was good, but uh, I think the gun guy was super gross, and I think that the Jessica Jones the was Punisher. 100% unlovable. Jessica Jones was just grating. Just did like, did you ever watch walking. the movies,
0: The Pun- Punisher? Oh, uh, yeah. They kind of need to redo that one, but the pun. I like the TV show better than the movies. Yeah. Well, it's it's a dark it's a dark subject. I mean, the it guy's is a dark subject. Family gets killed, All right. and so let, becomes... let me give So a little... anyway, my point my point is is that I haven't I haven't they, they don't uh they're just slow, they're just slow. Like nope. Mandalorian was just a very slow. Had some moments, but it just felt so slow to me. Yeah, so I was gonna I was gonna pimp Andor as well.
1: So I'm going to do that now. I don't hate it yet. Okay, so here's the pitch <laughs> on it. So the so my son was also scared to recommend Andor. And after after the first 10 minutes of the first episode, he's like, "Dad's going to hate this." And here's and here's the reason. I've been saying for some time that they have missed they've they've forgotten the point of Star Wars. The point of Star Wars was not a brooding intense space like drama. Right. It was a swashbuckling adventure uh, with lovable characters. That was Star Wars. When we love Star Wars, Han Solo was lovable and Luke Skywalker literally had a princess on his hip as he grabbed a rope and swung across a chasm with his <laughs> laser sword in right. tow. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. <coughs> that was supposed to be a lovable swashbuckling adventure. And it's become <coughs> really intense. And that's a mistake. That's my take. Okay?
0: I agree. Okay.
1: So then... Uh, and, and, and so then my son was like, "Dad's gonna hate Andor because it's intense, and it is." But but to the credit of Tony Gilroy, who is of Born Identity fame, th- he brought the Born Identity energy into yeah, a that. Star Wars space space universe. Yeah, and he did it. He d- he's doing it so far successfully. He's I like, find I'm, it. I find some of the, the at the end the of episode visuals. three.
0: I'm like, hmm. Some of the visuals are so interesting. Yeah. Like uh, they had. Like like a lot of the industrial stuff is like. Yes, it's like this retro, strange. Like some of the costumes are terrible, by the way. (laughs) Like, okay. One of the guys last night was like halfway through the episode, and he's the mink Andar is talking to his friend, and he's like, hey, I'm I'm taking off, right? And his friend has this hat on. That looks like it was made out of Legos. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was Like, what in the world? Is Lego that? hat. But but the other stuff, like they had this like transporter that like was bringing people. Yeah. And it looked like a an old fashioned trolley. that's yeah. Flying through the air, and it was like it kind of worked. No, you felt like it was real. You had this weird.
1: It was know, no, it's dude, it's a solid show. Okay, so I don't know if it's gonna close strong, but I, as I can tell you at the end of episode three, the Andor is worth watching. Even though it does not answer my question of swashbuckling adventurer and lovable characters, but I think
0: you can do these offshoots. Yeah, it's an offshoot. You know, I mean, like Boba Fett. You know, whatever. I, I think that the Mandalorian kind of worked. Mandalorian was great. I, I don't know. I don't understand any complaints about Mandalorian. That so, was, that was I straight, love the spaghetti. That western was straight great. It,
1: the the spaghetti western was great. Yeah. No, I, just I, great.
0: I, I'm not. I'm not at great, but I'm at yeah. It's worth watching.
1: Mandalorian, but I'm like on the universally
0: held as great. (laughs) I'm so on the edge of like every week. I'm like I'm done with Disney Plus. I'm canceling it. So both of these shows, both of these shows are
1: suggesting that they're not trying to get ten year old kids. They're trying to get us as adults. And they revealed in one of their earnings calls that there are more adults without kids watching Disney
0: Plus than kids, which is fascinating. Because they, that's not. How, first of all, how do they? Know I that?
1: think that they're. I think it's a huge mis- mistake to say let's go chase those adults that are already watching because I think the whole point. Like, I think it's insane. I think that the value proposition of Disney Plus is obvious, and the idea that they're tacking away from it at all is idiotic. And are I, they tacking away from it? Yeah, man. Like, again, why is she whole like sleeping with people? And when, and why? Yeah, that's tacking away from it.
0: Oh, tacking why away they from their they strong suit. Why did
1: they bring Dear Evan the? Show about a teenage kid exploring his his gay love life it, to Disney Plus. Why are they doing that? Like they're tacking away from traditional family values in order to get approval nods from the mob. Wait, have you and seen Dear Evan?
0: Mis- I think that's a mistake. Dear Evan Hansen. Uh, that's not about. No, it. that's the suicide one. That's the suicide one.
1: No, there's a. Uh, there, but there is a, there is a, there is a long,
0: um, so I. Series I that they just brought over By the way, I had the conversation uh, the other night with, um, with someone that works for. I think their value proposition is clear. Brothers. I don't know why they're tacking away from it. Well, I wonder if, yeah, yeah, I don't understand. I, I'm hoping that a bunch of these streaming sites start to die. Like, I want Paramount Plus to die and just sell your content, please. I hope that Netflix does win they're the They're starting day. to make some pretty
1: good stuff out there. Like, there's stuff I want to watch on, on Paramount+. i was like, mm. Yeah,
0: but it just – so mine, too, my favorite show, Seal Team 6, is or Seal Team or whatever they call it. Yeah. Uh, they just released – they do They do two seasons a year. Have you noticed that? Instead of doing 28 seasons, they're doing two 12 seasons. Okay. Like two 13 seasons. And so they just released uh, season six on Apple – so obviously, if you want it live or that season, you have to do Paramount Plus. But I don't think Paramount Plus is—are they trending well? I don't. I don't know.
1: They, I uh, think. I mean, I know that for sure. They're not getting enough viewers for it to work. But the question is, are they getting enough credibility to work? You know well, what I mean? Like so at this
0: point, p- it's just all like, can they do it? You know yeah, what I mean? and it's just like, look, I, uh, Netflix needs. Netflix can still, uh, Netflix is still poised to do well. They really are. And their their recent moves seem stronger. Yeah, they're making a lot of more straight up softcore
1: fare. They're tr- like less prestige, more.
0: Yeah, and it's like even if you go back to the uh, original. More just silly fun. Well, in the formula of ABC, NBC, CBS, when they put the content out, always had a formula of a, a mixture of children's stuff, a mixture of sitcom stuff, a little bit more edgy, and then another edgy. And they used to put it on at different times of night based upon that. Now the problem is I think that they're struggling with the idea that if you're streaming, it's not about uh, releasing something at a time and hoping that uh, the the ratings give you advertising revenue. They're trying to figure out how do I find content that people are watching? I don't think they figured the formula out. I really, I think that they're a little confused still on how this formula is going to well, play cause, out.
1: Well, it's because it's because of who they hired. Hey, did you hear about the new fascist? The what? The new fascist? No, who? I sent you a clip yesterday of the new fascist, the newly elected.
0: Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, did you watch that She's a fascist. She's not a fa- fascist. Fascist isn't a liberal thing. She's a conservative. <sighs> I know,
1: but that's what everyone in the
0: press has decided to call her because she's a strident center right conservative. I don't understand how in the world anyone that has taken any political science courses or any history courses thinks that fascism fits within the conservative network. It doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just being opinionated and kind of boisterous. And they're like, fascist.
1: <laughs> she's awesome. Dude, that, okay, so, so I've never seen such a weird bifurcated response on the Twitters to this new. Um, on the Twitter spheres? On the Twitters. Yeah. Okay. So so here's what happened. This uh, this woman is the first female. Is it premier? What's the name of the of the role that she's taken on? Uh, Awesomeness. Prime Minister. The new Prime Minister of Italy um, is Georgia Maloney, and in her acceptance speech of winning, so to win, this is a parliamentary situation. So to win, you have to get a bunch of seats in Parliament. Right. And then the, and then those people all vote for you to yeah, be a lot prime of minister.
0: Those de- a lot of democracies are like that. We're yeah. just, we're not. Thank heavens.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, um so she is in her acceptance speech, she gave her a little spiel and her spiel is the reason that we are the we the reason that we are winning is because um and 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 it sounds okay, I'm going to be honest. I want to tell you about this spiel. I want to give you commentary on this spiel. It, there's a 2-minute clip that's circulating the internet. Conservatives are watching the clip and are losing their minds because there's this really beautiful, uh, articulate, and energetic person from another country, right, advocating for things that seem to matter to to conservatives over here, right? right. So we're super stoked, and that's what we're saying. Everyone's like, "Oh my gosh, she's the greatest! Oh my gosh, this is the, there's a new boss in town." That's what that's what they're all saying on my on my twitters. But then the opposite twitters and the mainstream media, who are always joined at the hip as they always are, are like. This lady's fascist, and she hates everybody, and she's gonna burn Europe down, and World War Nine is coming, or whatever. Right? That's 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 their deal. Right. And there's the super clip that someone has edited together of all the canned language repetition of the most fascist, or the most, uh, you know, far right person since the fascists in the in the World War Two, like like a dozen different major world news outlets were saying that yesterday. Oh brother. Okay. So, but that's that's what they always say. So, I mean, I just comedically say there's a new fascist in town because who cares? Like, I mean, they call everybody fascist, and there's certainly someone, certainly somewhere is listening to this and they're like, you're fascist. (laughs) I'm like, great. But she quoted at the end of her speech uh, G.K. Chesterton, who was a social critic back from the 100 years ago. Right. And he had this amazing quote, and then she punctuated it. The amazing quote was, uh, there will come a day soon when fires will be kindled to testify that two plus two make four. Amen. And that, and then there's another one. Oh, sorry, the uh, it's not loading fast enough for me to read the rest. Of it, so I'll, I'll read the rest of it uh, when it when it loads. Um,
0: but fires will be kindled to testify that two. Oh. So here's my, Randy, and this is, you and I have had a lot of offline talks about this. Okay. I am sick and tired of people telling me what is when it's not. Yeah. And I watched a reel or something about this the other day where some girl, she's like, if you were told your whole life that two plus two was seven and you knew that two plus two is seven. And then you grew up and you heard two plus two is four. You need to examine your beliefs. And like she makes it out to be this whole thing. And I'm sitting there thinking to myself, this is the most ridiculous, moronic thing. You cannot change facts. There are integers. And one, and it's not even, it's not even a good example. Because if you can count an integer, it's one, two, three, four. 4. And look, there's two pairs of two. That's 4. That's not 7. It's an integer. All right, I'm going to play
1: I'm going to play this out loud and I'm going to read the translation because it's it's only like 10 seconds, but I'm going to let me turn the turn the volume up on my computer so y'all can hear it. And then I will I will read the translation as it happens. Chesterton wrote, okay, Chesterton wrote more than a century ago.
0: Chesterton ormai più di un secolo fa. Fires will be kindled to
1: testify that two and two make four.
0: Swords will be
1: drawn to prove that leaves are green in summer. That time has arrived. We are ready. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> Viva Italia! That time has arrived. We are ready. Thank you. Was her words not Chesterton? That's oh, exciting. It's, it's exciting. So exciting. It's exciting. Exciting. Okay, but so so you're right. And, and one of the things, William, we've talked about, I think we've talked about this. Maybe we haven't. But one of the things that is tricky about the internet is because the algorithms exist to serve you more of what you want, you and I get served different facts than the other guys get served, and they get their own facts. So you and I, yesterday, watched this video with great excitement, and the other side watched the video, and it was, and it was bookended by someone saying fascism has arrived. The fruits of Trumpism are now taking root. No, We're all going to die.
0: People, Come on, think <laughs> for your freaking selves. Can you not say that 2 plus 2 is 4 anymore? I mean, look, how many books do we have that have been laid out before us? right? You have 1984. 2 plus 2 is 5. I mean, he's tortured at the end to be told that. And he knows 2 plus 2 is 4, but he says 5. Why? Because he's brainwashed and whipped and Po- but he knows the answer is four. And okay. that's what our society has done to each other, is we've gone through this and we say two plus two is four. And then it's like, you can't say well, that.
1: It's five. Yeah, and I and I insist that the backlash is coming. I think it's coming. But, and by the way, I thought I it lost- also, uh, I also acknowledge that the backlash is coming at the precise time that the nonsense is peaking. So you might go for three weeks at a time, which we have recently done, where every headline is more nonsense. But but, we, oh, but, but, but yesterday, there's a bunch of headlines that said the nonsense has peaked and the backlash is coming.
0: Right. And I think that the backlash—whether you, know, you call it a backlash, a pendulum, or whatever, right? And whatever you call it, right, left, center, it, I don't, it doesn't really matter, people. You just you're think not, you for you're, yourself. You're not mad about the ideology. You're mad about this idea—
1: that it's ins- it's impossible to know truth from error. Right.
0: They they're try there is an ideology out there that wants you not to think of truth because truth is inconvenient for their goals and their ends and they think- And it doesn't favor all the time one political side. No,
1: it doesn't. It doesn't. Like, like there are people who will tell you whatever to be famous and to be rich. Correct. Whatever. Correct. And you have to watch out for it at every direction. Correct.
0: Coming from above, coming from
1: below, coming from the right, coming from the left.
0: And we all know that the clicks and the algorithms are about anger because those will get you more clicks and more more things. So a lot of the things that people say or a lot of the news outlets that you listen to, right or left, it doesn't matter— they're in a job of making money or getting clicks, right? So if you put it into that context, you look at that uh, hela- salacious or hyperbolic headline and you realize, wait a minute, there's something not right here. And you have to think about it. You have to think about right. it. I to give you an example, but it's going to it's gonna be a little bit damning
1: of the right. So if you'll allow me this, I want to want to. I'm fine with making them look bad. Okay. But it's one that you and I kind of like, so it's going to come across a little hard to, to us and maybe to our listeners. An example of what William is saying, of how like outrage gets clicks. Okay. So a couple weeks back, Governor DeSantis, uh, as a political stunt, paid uh, for a flight of illegal um, immigrants to the United States to be dropped in Martha's Vineyard. Yes. Martha's Vineyard is a vacation island. is a vacation island, and it's a liberal enclave and they and it's in, a, in a state that has said that we're that we're a sanctuary state and bring us your tired poor and yearning to be free and we'll we'll take well, care of it. don't use that poem for that but yes okay so they drop them there and the funny way the funny thing that happened is like they're like we don't have services to take care of 50 people and and so they then uh, arranged for a military base to be open and they took them to this military base and gave them food and shelter there off of Martha's Vine- Vineyard right But here's an example of what William was saying coming from the right. Before there was any outrage in the liberal blogosphere or in the liberal establishment press or in the liberal broadcast world, before there was outrage, there were headlines from some of our favorite conservative outlets saying, DeSantis drops people Martha's Vineyard and the left goes nuts. And if you clicked through... They found some obscure tweets from people that aren't even famous they are saying, what are you guys doing? You guys suck. Right. My point is they wanted that headline even though the news didn't warrant it. Now, they built up enough clicks with that headline that then the mainstream press eventually did jump in and did beclown themselves by showing their hypocrisy and all that other stuff. Right. They did do that. But I'm telling you, the headlines came out first because they wanted you and me to click it. And and, the, and that is divisive, and that kind of divisiveness, is
0: it gets clicks. Is it divisive? It is. It is, because it gets clicks. I don't find it—maybe uh, maybe maybe I'm too much about the uh, individual having the responsibility to use their brain. Like, I saw that as a political stunt, and I thought it was a pretty smart one. It was a political stunt, and it was a smart
1: one. I'm not saying—I'm not commenting on that. I'm commenting on— the headline that came out and
0: and liberals are going crazy. Yeah, but did you that happen before they went crazy? Okay, but but and well, why, would, why
1: would you write that?
0: Didn't you already think that if you're on the this is the problem. The tribalism is I already assumed they were gonna assume they were gonna go crazy. It was that you can't drop fifty people in Martha's vineyard. They can't have homeless people there. Dude, I know. And it is hypocrisy, and they did, and DeSantis did a good job there. It just doesn't bother – that one doesn't bother me as much because – No, but what about the idea, William, that the headline was written
1: before the event? That's the idea that I'm talking about. That is the divisive idea. And, and, William, you just said, oh, you're smart enough. You should be able to think your way through it. Fine. I accept that. But listeners, listeners, do this. Start doing this. When you see a headline that makes you just furious, a little bit furious, think for just a moment, is that headline really representative of what people are actually saying? And then- On either side. uh, On either side. And then when you read the article, you'll notice that the quotes that they quote and the the facts that they share are always 30% less incendiary. And then look at your neighbor differently and say, neighbor, you're 30% cooler than I thought. And you, can, and, take you, that. and you can find 30% more love for your
0: neighbor. Yeah, no, I'll way. take that. And by the way, I really do—I I always say that phrase, and by the way. Uh, I listen to our podcast, and I hear myself and say, by the way, all the time. And it just really <laughs> drives me crazy. I got to stop And I say—I
1: say, I, I inter- I interrupt you, and then I say, continue. I continue. <laughs> like, so like a, like a fourth-grade teacher. <laughs> <laughs> what <Well>, you do— <laughs> Uh, That's one of the feedbacks we always get. Is like, can "Can I I get water? I don't know. Can you? Ha (laughs) ha (laughs) ha! You mean
0: will you? The feedbacks are always like, how does Randy keep William in a box? (laughs) (laughs) How does it happen? Uh, Uh, Special magical powers. Okay, you were saying I can't remember. Continue. Continue. (laughs) You were saying I don't. By the way. no, it's about love your neighbor thirty percent more. Oh, I really do believe, and this is a big belief for me, and it's a it's a world and that is that people are genuinely good, and I really do think they need an outlet for it. You know, it's if you if you make an outlet for good for people, whether that's just being a good person and they see you as a good person, then that outlet will come out. And I think that we we, we have been conditioned going back to our our new italian prime minister we have been conditioned where the leaves aren't green anymore
1: right in we're,
0: we're in, in summer and the and the and two plus two is not is not four and you know yeah you're not, but i don't believe it's a political party's fault i believe it's the media's fault <laughs> i think it's more nefarious than that i'm not be, uh, you know <laughs> uh, we're, oh we're so okay so my brother's got me uh he wants me to lis- listen to this podcast called red P- red pilled america Okay. And there's a series that they have, a five-part series called Woke, and This is a really, uh, it's not engineered. What's up? Produced. It's a really produced, highly podcast. produced podcast. And they tell stories, and it's it's in it's in documentary form. Yeah. Which my brother Clark l- loves documentaries. It's like his he loved he could watch those things all day. Okay. So it's about how um, communism or how how Marxism uh, invaded the West. Okay, and it's pretty dang fascinating. It's compelling, right? So, the point I'm trying to get at is don't I think distract us from the real the media, risk, which is fascism. You said no, not fascism in Italy. You said <laughs> that uh, the, it, you blame it on the media. It's more nefarious than that. The media has been uh, co opted, infiltrated. No, it really has. It has. I, Back, I agree with that. Do you remember in the Hollywood days in the 50s where they talked about communism infiltrated yeah. in Hollywood, no, blah, I, blah, blah, blah?
1: And then they made they, it
0: out to be a big joke. They never stopped. They kept going, and, and here we are. It was a real thing. I know. It was a real thing. I know. And so, <laughs> right now, we're sitting here with the byproduct. There were two places that they wanted to infiltrate: the media. No, we and discovered the it.
1: We stopped it. Now, then we were called. Uh, I say we. I'm referring to America. Then we were called bigots, and and they right. still make movies about how sad it was when people got right. blacklisted McCarthyism, in as they called it. They still get. They still make movies about it, yeah. um, as if as if that's the biggest crime. Yep. When they actually existed, Hale Caesar actually did a funny send-up of this. I don't know if you've ever seen the movie *Hail Caesar*. No. It's it's underrated. It's not great, but it's underrated. <laughs> um, it's a Coen Brothers movie a- about old Hollywood, and 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 the movie is about communists who kidnap um, <laughs> who kidnap George Clooney, an actor in Hollywood, and and then like literally an American cowboy comes to the rescue, <laughs> and, <laughs> and. uh and and you think that it, like it's making fun of blacklisting cuz we're so used to Hollywood movies doing that but if you pay close attention they make fun of the communists pretty hard and they and they damn the commu- and, like that movie is about old-timey tough american grit winning the day and i uh, it's good for a laugh and i recommend it it's not a great movie cuz it's Coen Brothers right Coen Brothers are always hit and miss so this is like i'd say it's
0: probably a miss but not by a mile it's a miss by an inch probably <laughs> I'll have to go. Th- I've got She-Hulk and uh, and, and, and Hail H- Caesar. H- Hail Caesar. So, But uh, you'll be
1: happy with the theme. Like, I don't
0: think you'll be happy with the movie, but you'll be happy with the theme.
1: It's literally like a cowboy saves the day.
0: I like cowboy saving the day. <laughs> Does it? <laughs> what was that TV show that I always keep going back to? I've watched it twice now.
1: A cowboy and
0: an American millionaire businessman
1: save the day it's really it's literally like what happened when dad's in charge that's literally what the show's about
0: (laughs) Um, (laughs) Uh, we all live but it may not be in a very good way William I I feel like these these are all my topics do you have anything you wanted to add before we uh we wrap this episode no not really I you texted me late so I really didn't think much of of anything and I was just finishing my class when I looked down at your text and I was like oh yeah sure we could do that I
1: literally forgot until I was like five minutes before, I'm like, yep. In fact, I'm just gonna drive over there and hope he's there. So I was here by the time he said yes.
0: I can't, we, <laughs> we keep trying to get my brother Clark on. Yeah, that would be fun. And he says, uh, well, I'm honored, but I don't know if I really wanna do it. Oh, this is like a challenge now.
1: And now you're calling him out on the air.
0: Oh, yeah. And he would listens. you
1: say that, would you describe his, his attitude as? truculent (laughs) (laughs) he has the voice of an angel i will say that friends this has been the waystation podcast your source for life hacks social commentary and amazing stories this is william i'm
0: randy good day